The views expressed in our podcast do not represent the views of all sorority organizations. You might even hear different viewpoints among MJ sorority team members featured. Real Talk intends to foster open dialogue about issues we see across the country that affect real women. And beyond these thoughts and recommendations, we would ultimately refer you back to local, state, and federal authorities, as well as your own sorority's rules and policies. While we intend to keep content light and informative, there may be insurance claims discussed that involve bodily injury and personal damage of a sensitive nature. Be aware that topics may be a bit graphic and even emotionally charged. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Real Talk with MJ Sorority, the voice of sorority risk management, where we talk about the big risks, small questions, and real challenges sorority women face today. MJ Sorority is the premier insurance agency for women's sororities. We are passionate about educating and empowering our clients. We believe that striving to be unique never stops, and that by promoting safe decisions and smart risks, we can continue to create spaces for women to grow, serve, and lead. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allison. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode where we get into what we can't stop talking about, besides sorority risk management, of course. For now, let's dive into our conversation and let's get real. Hello, as Allison and I are here recording today, it is the end of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we thought that it would be a good time to talk about mental health and mental wellness, um, some resources that we have been sharing or found value from, especially this month. And uh, so just to kick things off, I wanted to talk about, I'm sure, and we'll link to all of this in the show notes, but Adam Grant wrote a piece in the New York Times Gosh, it's been a month ago now. So I've just been seeing it everywhere and um, having lots of conversations about it. And it's about this blah feeling that I think many of us have been experiencing as we're in this in-between stage of the pandemic where we're not over by any means, but we're kind of slowly dipping our toes back into what a new normal might look like. He called this blah feeling languishing saying that it's the neglected middle child of mental health. And so it's the sense of stagnation and emptiness, kind of like you're muddling through your days. And he said, it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. And so Mm -hmm. I thought that that was an interesting thing to start off this mental health conversation with, because this just, one, it obviously resonated with so many people that this piece went viral many times over. But two, even if you aren't feeling like you qualify for some kind of mental illness diagnosis, that this is just kind of in the air we're breathing these days, this suffering through a pandemic and all of the upheaval of 2020, it just has created this space for this kind of blah feeling, as Grant calls it. And so I think that we were all talking about mental health prior to COVID, uh, especially from a sorority standpoint. Our clients, you know, doing different things to address mental wellness among their members and volunteers and employees. But post-pandemic, it's going to really be a necessary component of what we do from a an employment standpoint, from a membership and volunteer standpoint too. And so 
uh, we just wanted to take this time during Mental Health Awareness Month to talk about that. The other thing that um, after reading that languishing piece, I came across a piece talking about the fallow time too. And so just kind of allowing ourselves, just like nature. I love to talk about living seasonally, but uh, nature has, you know, fall and winter times every year at least, but then also times that uh, are are just fallow where there's not a lot of growth going on and that's okay. And so um, that might be that kind of time for you as you reflect back on what you've learned during this past year plus at this point, what you've learned about yourself, what you've learned about your communities that you're involved in, you know, what you do want to go back to, what you don't want to go back to. And so we could use this time as kind of fertile ground for growth to come on the other side of things, but um, not, not pushing ourselves too quickly into that either. So I don't know, it definitely resonated with me, Allison. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, definitely. I hadn't heard that word languish in a while, uh, but I think it definitely describes just sort of, I almost think we're still lamenting a lot of things in the middle of that too, um, if that's if that's a word that resonates with anybody. And coming out of that, I think sometimes we want to be at a place sooner than we can be. Uh, and just being in that already but not there kind of space uh, and the tension of that can be tough. And just acknowledging where you're at, as you said, and knowing it's okay if you're in a fallow season and there's not a lot of growth happening. Uh, and just just finding ways to accept that and, and finding ways to help others, um, support others as they're going through that too. So uh, looking forward to referring you today. The hope is not to go through a deep dive mental health, but just to refer some resources and places that we have found support and found support for our clients in the past year uh, of just helpful, useful resources for you and things you can listen to if this is an area of growth that you want either for yourself or for your organization. So we just did our housing forum recently last month, uh, a little later than usual this year, but we did, uh, we're able to do it all virtually and record it. Uh, we did have a session that Will Frankenberger led on the just the coming mental health crisis and just giving an idea that if, if you think we're already dealing with it a lot now, just wait, um, <laughs> that it's just going to keep on coming. And uh, it gave me a lot of useful perspectives uh, as just an overview on housing accommodations for our sorority facilities and sorority clients we work with that host and house women and the challenges that we've already seen emerging, ways that even as updates are being done to the facilities, not only allowing space and and quiet spaces for members, but everything from even the colors you choose and the busyness of decorations or the um, kind of more minimal settings can have an impact on mood and mental health from day to day as students are already grappling with so many things coming at them from their lives and everything around them. And so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was important to just keep in mind uh, and have a different mindset moving forward from that for both tenants and employees that you may employ at the housing level to just think about 
whatever accommodations seem reasonable in the past, the, the definition and standard of reasonable may be shifting and changing into the future too. And things that maybe five years ago we would have thought were a totally unreasonable request might be more of the norm and completely reasonable now. And so just to keep in mind, those things are evolving and to keep having conversations and to not shut students down um, or employees down when they come to you with a need, but to have those thoughtful conversations. That was my main takeaway. Anything you wanted to add from our housing forum session on mental health, Sarah? No, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have made Will's session available to everyone. We actually included it in this month's newsletter that we sent out that was focused on mental health awareness, um, but we will also have that link to in the show notes. So we encourage you to watch the whole thing. Great. And so then yesterday I participated in an MJ has a program that they call Inspire You. It's an educational curriculum, basically, or content, I should say. Um, It was called Mental Health in the Workplace. And they had three mental health experts. We could submit questions, things like that. I found it really helpful. Again, the recording will be available for that in the show notes. But this was a little bit more geared towards employers, which we know many of you are. And I really liked how they talked about creating a culture of care that mental wellness has to be baked into your culture. It's not something like a program that you just add on. It really needs to seep into everything that you do. One of the panelists talked about at their organization, you can't qualify for bonuses if you don't hit your self-care metrics. I loved that idea, really kind of walking the talk, so to speak. And I loved how we asked for some more information about that. and. The, each individual determines what those metrics might be. So I think that is really important because from a mental wellness standpoint, what works for Allison might not work for me and what works for me might not work for the next person, things along those lines. So it needs to be really personalized. I found that really helpful. The other thing that I um, thought was really exciting about this is that MJ is bringing together kind of a show and tell. They're calling it a mental health vendor series. During the month of June, they are bringing together four mental health vendors, basically. One is kind of a a vendor that promotes mindfulness and stress reduction. Another one is a peer-to-peer lifestyle connection module, basically, that allows individuals to connect with people who share similar life experience, which they talked about during the session as a means of really promoting mental wellness. They have like a more traditional mental health solution being featured that matches individuals to the right level of care that they need. And then another vendor that's a really holistic mental health treatment. So kind of everything under the sun when it comes to mental health, coaching, sleep, therapy, medication support, integration with your health plan, all things along those lines. So all that information will be in the show notes, but those webinars are coming up. There's one per week in the month of June. And I think that would be a really great opportunity for our clients to get some more information on what services, what vendors are available out there. You know, maybe you don't use one of the ones that kind of is is featured, but it sparks some conversations of what you might need in your organization, what things you are not providing that maybe you could be or something along those lines. So that will all be in the show notes. I encourage you to check that out. I know I will be interested to see, learn more about each of those vendors next month. 
And then Allison and I participated last summer in what's called, we are certified in mental health first aid. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more, Allison? Sure. So we participated in, it's kind of like a training, but similar to first aid training, it's a little more hefty than your average, just quick workshop. And the goal is not to make someone become a diagnosing person and take the place of professional help, but to help you as an individual out in the world, whether it's in your workplace, in organizations you're involved in, learn how to identify the signs and symptoms, significant uh, significant to minor uh, mental health issues out there. And just understanding, for instance, the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist or self-care, which is talked about a lot in culture today versus self-help. I thought one of the best pointers uh, was just even clarifying at the beginning of a conversation with somebody that comes to you for help. Is this a listening conversation or a feedback conversation, which is honestly great communication advice for relationships and everything every day. Uh, Definitely. My husband and I use that one often. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's helpful. And I'm even thinking of conversations I need to have in the next few days. This is a good reminder for me to start with that. And one of the most aha moments I got out of the training was just, I think our default when someone is sharing something really difficult with us is to go to, it's going to be okay. But if someone's really going through or been through a traumatic event or and or things that just feel really dark, that's not always helpful uh, because things do not feel okay. And it's hard to see a path out of that. And so just even as a, a better way to say it, something like, I know this is hard, but I also know there's an outcome out there somewhere that we can make this less hard. Um, and just trying to help someone see that there is a positive way out and that you you want to help them with that and then referring them ultimately to professional help but just even having the tools to de-escalate something if you walk into a moment where you can make an impact and you can make a difference in the words you say could certainly help help get somebody to a place where they're getting support that they need so I really enjoyed it I know it's something we took on last year as a substitute to the risk management on the road training that we typically do for our consultants, uh, knowing that this was a priority for consultants and staff this in the middle of a pandemic year. And with so many tough issues that everyone was facing and working through, this was what was provided and we want to provide it again this summer. MJ will also be sponsoring it for any headquarters staff that are interested from our sorority clients. So just know that this isn't available tool out there. Even if you don't do it through MJ, we hope you find an opportunity to go get mental health first aid training somewhere. It just is a great chance to thoughtfully try to understand all these issues better. I almost thought I need to go through this every year, Sarah, just as refreshers and reminders. Right. And I don't well, even it's kind of like regular that. first aid. Like yep. I'm a yoga teacher. I have to do that every year. Like I need right. them because it is a lot of content. Right. Um, and I think it's kind of like peeling the onion, you know, like you said, those two things stuck out to you last mm-hmm. year. And then maybe if you did it again, some different levels might stick out to you this year. So yeah, Definitely. I agree. Maybe we should ask if we could sit in on this year's, what are the options for this year? It's I know still open. 
Yeah, it will still be available to consultants. And uh, there's also the option for headquarters staff. So it's, I think they're able to do it in a little shorter training time than previously done. But if you're interested, please reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. There'll be more information to come on scheduling that. As I know, Will has kind of been able to figure out what's a good capacity, what's a good level of involvement. And, and the nice thing is it's it, it's interactive. It's meant to be interactive and not just something you sit and listen to for hours to make sure you're engaged and can have conversations and uh, some meaningful interactions around it. So yeah, more to come. Great. I think overall, as we have dug deeper, not just this month, but over the last year, into mental health is that we all as members of organizations and whether that be sorority organizations, the different communities that we belong to is that we need to be doing something to care for our people. But that looks different in each organization's culture. That conversation about self-care, what works for one organization might not be a good fit for a different organization, but we all need to be doing something to care for our employees and our members and volunteers. And that might look a little bit different too, you know, just with the different kind of sectors of the population. So we would love to hear from you about this conversation about what your organization is doing, wins or losses, like uh, learning opportunities, I guess I should say. You can email us at realtalk at mjsorority.com. And we would love to hear more. And this episode, as Allison mentioned, is just kind of a teaser to get you to look into uh, some of the resources that we talked about. So be sure to check out our website for the show notes for this episode for lots of follow-up information. But we wanted to turn to what we can't stop talking about, which is how we usually end our episode. So how about you go first, Allison? Yes. So I just got to go on a trip to New York. We had planned it knowing that we wanted to wait and see. This is my boyfriend, Anthony, and I uh, going to New York. To He'd never gotten to go. I'd been in New York City a couple of times, but it, we knew it would be very different right now than it usually is. And in some ways was a little less crowded than it might typically be. What were you celebrating? You have to put that in there. Yes. Well, I just graduated uh, from my MBA program at Purdue. Yes. (laughs) And uh, this was kind of my my trip to get to celebrate that. And it's good to pause, um, just speaking from not quite mental health, but just a gratitude standpoint, it's good to pause and celebrate, even in the midst of wanting to move on to the next thing. It is good (laughs) to kind of have a moment to acknowledge just a big milestone um, and get to celebrate it. So it was fun. It was a lot of walking through parks, seeing some art, uh, no shows playing right now. But the main thing that I was so impressed with is the way the restaurants often have stayed open there is by building on the sidewalk or where cars would usually park and parallel park on the street, these beautiful outdoor seating things. They weren't just temporary little bubbles. They were, uh, I thought to myself, someone must have made a killing in being becoming a designer of those last year. Oh, yeah. uh, but they're beautiful. And I hope that they'll find a way to stay up just because it creates more, more seating. Right. Um, I was thinking too, I saw some graphic of like, you know, a lot of it would be like only two car spaces, but yeah. creates maybe like 20 tables or I don't know. Yeah. And just thinking about the economic benefit 
to that number of tables and mm-hmm. people coming through versus the two cars. I mean, that seems like when you put it like that, it's like a no brainer. Oh yeah. And, and then just, not to mention, I mean, that's the economic benefit, but then the community benefit and mm-hmm. social and mm-hmm. ma- environmental as well, you yeah. know, so all of that. And it's truly be- like a beautiful space. I would not have felt lesser than sitting outside some of these places than inside. It, it makes it not just like a sidewalk. And I know from my New Yorker friend there, she said they're trying to move away from seating actually on the sidewalk that can kind of block the path of pedestrian traffic. And so this kind of moves the ones that are in that uh, um, off the curb next in front of the restaurant. It truly creates a space that feels more designated and not quite as trafficy. So I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was super cool. There's an account on Instagram you can follow called New York City Date Spots. And it highlights a lot of these outdoor spaces and just the beautiful ways that they've designed them to make them match the restaurant and have their own unique character. So if that's something you're interested in going to um, in the next year, I recommend you look them up and uh, see some of the neat spaces. My son wants to go. We told them we'd take them trip of their choice for their 13th birthday. So he turns Mm. 13 next summer. So he's, he's been saying he wants to go to New York, but I'm like, Oh, maybe we should move it up so we can catch all this outdoor dining because <laughs> if cool. they do well, change some of it, I don't, I don't want to miss it. Yeah. I hope it stays. It, it should be neat. And if there's a way to take the train, I actually ended up taking the train from Virginia to get up there and it was so fun. Um, just having six hours to sit in one place and not have to change planes, not having to even go through security or go through as much contact with people. It was very nice. So highly recommend that too. But yeah, what about you, Sarah? What can you not stop talking about? Um, mine's not as exciting. Allison and I were talking before we started recording that I had seen a meme a few weeks ago it said something along the lines of May Sember and just how nutty May is. And so we have it's I mean, like if you I just feel like even if you don't have kids in school, it's still just it, it really full time mm-hmm. of year. There's a lot of stuff going on. And then we have three family birthdays this month. Um, and so I'm just kind of crawling to the finish line of the school year. It has been a the weirdest school year ever, but I'm so thankful that our kids mostly were in school. But we're all just kind of thirsty for a slower pace, less scheduling. And so I'm excited for what the summer to come, which officially starts for us today. So my kids, this is their first day of summer and uh, we have some trips planned this summer and just lots of downtime at home and the pool and all that good stuff. So I'm excited about that. I'm, I don't like to wish things away, but May was very full and (laughs) a little too full and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm excited for it to almost be over. (laughs) Yeah. And it definitely feels like summer here now. So that, yes, it does. This is true. It's gotten hot in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining me, joining us for this conversation on mental health awareness. We would, as I mentioned, we would love to hear what you are doing either individually or as an organization to care for your mental health and We will see you next time. Yep. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for Real Talk. We want to hear from you. If you have feedback, comments, or questions, send us an email at realtalk at mjsorority.com. Visit our website, mjsorority.com 
to learn more about who we are, what we do, and explore our huge resource library. Check out the show notes from today's episode to dig a little deeper into the topics we discussed. This has been Real Talk with MJ Sorority. Be smart. Be safe. And we'll catch you next time.